Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome back everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Hi. And hello. <laughs> we have a special guest that I was I didn't know if you were gonna introduce her, so that's why I was quiet for a second. I know, I was like, oh, I don't know, but um we have a very special guest, the lovely Lisa, who's one Aww. of my favorite human beings that I met in Berlin. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, everyone who has met the two of us together is like, you must have known each other for years. And we're like, mm, no. April? Yeah, <laughs> April, pretty much. Love you, at first sight, though. Wait, Love you just first. met this April? Yeah. 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 I didn't even know that. I thought you would have been longer than that. We moved very quickly. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we, like, it started off as, like, a one-to-one call for work. Yep. And then we realized that we didn't live too far away from each other. Mm-hmm. So we went for a coffee walk. And, like, five minutes in, I was talking about Subway cookies and, like, <laughs> how good they were. Good enough to deep throw. And, like, then, like, our relationship oh. just, like, quickly. <laughs> instant friends after that. <laughs> and then I was like, ride or die. This is, this is, my, this is my girl. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that would be Sarah's. She's like, yes. This, this girl gets me. <laughs> I mean, those slippery cookies, though, they, they are melt in your mouth. So good. So I miss them. Oh, do you guys not have Subway there? We do. We do but but... <laughs> we you're the same person. We're literally harmonizing. We do. <laughs> uh, but it's not, it's not the same. No, it's I wouldn't say it's the same. It's, it's meh. Yeah. doesn't have the same chemical influence here as yes. it does in the States. So. Yeah, all that processed sugar. Mm. <laughs> so good. So uh, good. Yeah, so that, that's, that's our story. And then we, um, yeah, quickly started talking about religion, which was exciting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Also, Lisa's from Virginia slash okay. New York as well, right? Like your dad's yeah. from New York. So. Yeah. I'm not from there, obviously, but just the Southern connection. I was like, oh, my God, let's talk about all the Southern things, please. Let's talk about hot sauce immediately. (laughs) Oh, okay. Hold on. I know we are going on tangents, but I need to hear your favorite hot sauce. Texas Pete, hands down. I think that's yours, too, yeah? Well, technically, mine's crystals, and then is number two. Mm -hmm. But she had some crystals and actually brought it to my birthday party, and that's when I was like, "This is how we know that she's soulmate." Wow, soulmate! Literally, hot sauce in my bag swag. I was like, "I got it. I brought the hot sauce, and it was with the mac and cheese, so no regrets." So good. Oh, I'm hungry. So yeah, you can bond over hot sauce, southern food, and then I'm sure religion, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like a very religious part of the world, the southern United States. Good old yeah. Bible Belt. Good. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that was that's tough. It's tough. <laughs> so Lisa, what's your what did you grow up like? What religion were you? Okay. So I grew up independent fundamental Baptist. Oh, okay. Which it's like, you know, Baptist is one thing, and then it's like independent Baptist is another, and then independent fundamental Baptist, it's like. I, I heard the fundamental, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was an experience. So definitely went to church, you know, Wednesday, Saturday morning, Sunday night. 
Um, oh, you did the Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night too. And we lived like an hour away from church. <gasps> so Sundays, you know, oh they're gosh. supposed to be like the day of rest. It was never a restful day because we were like driving back and forth to church. Yep. All day long. And then serving and then, you know, all the other stuff that goes along with it. Wait, sorry. I'm going to be Go the person it. who asks a lot of questions. Okay. But, so did so both of your parents, did they grow up in this religion? Like this, this what is it called? It's not religion because that's Christianity. So set of religion, I guess. Sex of religion? Set. <laughs> set. Also sex. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, no. So oh. my parents didn't grow up religious at all. I my, didn't know this. No. So my parents got married and then they moved to Spain because my dad was in the military. And then in Spain, my mom found this church and started going. And then she became, you know, super Christian. And my dad was like, not for me, but like, have fun with that. So like every Sunday, like going to church was just me, my mom and my brother. And because it was like so much time at church, I mean, the reality is, is that like, when I think of my family, I'm like me, my mom and my brother. Oh yeah. And then my dad, because he wasn't a big part of that overall experience. But uh, that's a whole nother story <laughs> I can say for another podcast. Um, but yeah, so it was it was a lot of church a lot of the time. It was a lot of times like people would be like, oh, like what's it like growing up in a black church? It was actually like really boring because like we were so fundamental that like there was no clapping. There were no drums. There was no like praise mm-hmm. dancing. It was hymns and that's it. And like if you like lifted your hand in like a praise moment, it was like automatically shut down really yeah ah, this is another part I didn't know yeah it sounds was... like Mormonism though right? <laughs> <laughs> sounds familiar yeah. Oh. Um, yeah so it was just hymns like hymn, hymnals is that right? yeah just hymns yeah. which to this day even though I have a very complicated relationship with my religion which we'll get into that later yeah. I still can appreciate a hymn it Never depends on it yeah I think if if it's like a good Christian hymn like an old one I like but like the Mormons have their weird ones that I'm like I I hate they're very triggering I'll have to learn (laughs) I don't know any Mormon hymns yeah why would I you don't need to (laughs) yeah yeah you don't need to (laughs) (laughs) but I mean I think just like growing up in that type of environment there were not a lot of young people Mm. or like kids my age And I will never forget this one experience. You know, women certainly played a very secondary role um, inside of the church. And there was this one kid and he was on a a football team. And so we went to go see his game, like straight after school. This was on a Wednesday night. And then from there, we came straight to church. And it was like fall. So like all the girls had on like jeans and coats and stuff to like, you know, bundle up. And our pastor looked at us and, and he was, and he said, I never want to see that again in this building. The fact that us girls were wearing jeans and it was like, wow. we were immediately like shunned and was like, that's absolutely not how you should be dressed. Cause it was really inappropriate, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so you were supposed to be in dresses. Dresses. Of course, dresses only. Even like the elementary school that I went to was like, a Baptist elementary school. So I didn't know how to dress apart from wearing dresses until like I was 14. <laughs> oh my God. That is so fundamentalist. It's like, yeah, yeah like the vibes of 
you literally, women are supposed to always be in a dress exactly. or a skirt, a long one too. Don't show your knees. Yeah. <laughs> right, Sarah? Don't show the knees. <laughs> never show the knees. Or could you guys show your shoulders? No. Yeah. No. Never shoulders. Oh, just like talking about it is like yeah. so angering. Yeah. Be- uh-huh. Anyway, and so much control over how one, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So one okay. piece is only. Yeah. Only can, and always. Mormons were it would depend on the state, right? So like some some states would be like, you can wear a tankini as long as your stomach <gasps> is covered. Wow. And then when I moved to Europe, all of the Mormon, like European Mormons wore bikinis. And I was like, You're not allowed to wear those. And they're like, Yeah, it's fine. Like cleavage and belly yeah, button. Exactly. Oh and my I was God. like, oh, you can't. <laughs> Even yeah. to this day, I like never show cleavage. And I've got, you know. You have amazing tits. So thank you. you. I, I do. <laughs> but, I'm like, sure you do. I can't see them, but I'm sure. <laughs> like all covered up. Because like to this day, like I still feel some type of way about showing cleavage. Because I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Like that goes, uh, you know, totally against my very Christian fundamental upbringing. But um, yeah. And the elementary school that I went to was crazy. It was went from like kindergarten until 12th grade. And there were, I think six or seven black kids in the whole school. And one of them was my brother. And I think the reason why my parents pulled us out, which they've never confessed or told us, but one day uh, the principal called my mom into the office and said, oh, you know, your son has a, a crush on this girl named Elizabeth. My mom was like, has, has he done something? W- what's the problem? And the principal said, no, there's no problem. He hasn't done anything, but you do know that Elizabeth is white, right? <gasps> and my mom was like, yes. Oh. <laughs> and the principal said, well, wouldn't you prefer that your son dated within his own race? Oh, my <laughs> Yeah, so there was a lot of casual racism. That's not even casual. That's <laughs> blatant, blatant racism. Yeah, that's blatant. yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, oh my god. This breaks my heart too for your brother. Like if yeah. he heard that, like yeah. that's. It 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 really does shape a lot of the way of how you view the world for a very long time yeah. until you decide to not let it. But it's even like a process of breaking all of those boundaries and ways of thinking down yeah yeah but if you don't mind me asking like how did your parents respond to that they never really talked to us about it no it was like kind of like swept under the rug Mm -hmm. and I mean for context you know both my parents my dad grew up in Harlem my mom grew up in Cleveland Ohio they come from very poor backgrounds and I think they were just trying to make sure that they created a better environment for my brother and myself of like putting us in the best schools and all of these things. So sometimes race really wasn't brought up because it was just look at the opportunity that you have, mm. et cetera, et cetera. And like, certainly very grateful for that, but I would never send my, <laughs> my child to a school that was like, Oh, like, you know, yeah. your, your son likes a white girl. Like who like, can I let a curse on this? Yeah. You Sorry. can cuss. Oh, <laughs> oh. All you want, yeah. Who fucking cares? That just it literally does not matter. So that's the environment I grew up in. Uh, like, oh god, yeah. I can't even. I'm I'm trying to think because also in Mormonism, there's like for a long time part of the doctrine that would the prophet said 
like you should date within your own, what was it like financial background, race? Mm. Um, what was the other ones like ethnic? And I think they said ethnic instead of race, but like we knew. What... No, I think they say race. No, they do say race. Oh, yeah. really? And yeah, like economic and social status and religion, obviously. You're not yeah. supposed to date a non-member. So, like, you couldn't date someone that was rich if you were not rich? Yeah, apparently. Or, like, comes from a, a good family with a good, like, they have this whole thing where their ancestors, and if they come from, like, pioneer ancestors, they're, like, the shit Mormons. Like, they're the top. Yeah. Someone like me who doesn't have any, like, pioneer ancestry. Right. I was not considered dateable or, like, marriage material for a lot of Utah Mormons because they were like, oh, your dad's not a member and you're from Georgia? Yeah. What? I did see some of that on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Exactly. The the one woman who, like, started her own business Mm -hmm. and, like, was divorced and she was like, you know, our family's from pioneers and I was like, who cares? But apparently... It's a big deal. Oh, yeah. People care. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, definitely race, which is really sad because, like, in Georgia, there was, um, it's called a state president in Mormon. So you have, like, your bishop who's, like, in your church and Mm -hmm. you have the state president and he's, like, the top guy and a dist- like a district so like multiple counties type thing but does every state have a state president oh they have multiple ones yeah. oh so it's like three oh. or four counties are like together depending on the state like in utah they have multiple the like most so many in georgia we had like six maybe state presidents oh still that's state. More than yeah that. and one of it, it was a guy from tifton georgia shout out to anyone who knows this very small town and he became bishop and he was his wife is Ongan and the members lost their shit about it like and I remember because I'm very close with the family or I was I don't really chat with them as much anymore but I remember being like what because I heard it from a few other members who like dropped a few comments and I was like oh that's not okay I mean I'm furious only because <laughs> I know that like the Mormon church did not accept black people until the 70s yeah late 70s so I don't understand how you could ever associate yourself with that type of religion although to be fair Christianity is like really not that much different I mean it is but it isn't I mean I though I just can't wait for the day when like white people understand that like there really aren't that many white people in the bible no there's not (laughs) no Maybe two. Okay. Guess what? Jesus wasn't white. White people. <laughs> like, I'm like, do you guys really? I don't think they know. I really they don't, don't think know. they know. They, they really don't. It's like Mormon Jesus, especially, is like blonde hair, blue eyed. Like, get the like, fuck out of he's here. Not you guys. <laughs> literally, that is literally a figment of your imagination. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's white supremacy, right? It's like let's hold really? up this figure from the Bible and portray them all as like the skin color that we are because that's the whatever yeah, the ideal yeah, right. yeah. gross ideal because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even like all of the mormon artwork that they'll put in the church it's like supposed to be you know because their history they say that the israelites came to south america basically or the americas and like it's so ridiculous. I love Lisa's face so much right now. <laughs> it is everything. <laughs> she was just like, literally like, what the fuck? <laughs> they just erase like 
indigenous people's history completely from the really yeah because they they say that like these the people in the book of mormon are you know from the lineage of israel when they come over and then god jesus comes and teaches them about the gospel wait jesus comes to the americas yeah (laughs) (laughs) he like flies over after he dies yeah (laughs) Instead of going to heaven, he goes to the Americas first. And he teaches the native people, and they're, if they're the righteous ones, they're white. If they're yeah, the non-righteous that- ones, they have dark skin. I and am Mormons kidding. claim they're not racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no words for that. I yeah. have no words. Yeah. And people believe this? Like I mean, to this day, I believed it until I know, I know, twenty eight, I know, and never, never even. Que- I mean, I definitely questioned the racism in the in the church because I remember asking that question, like, so why can't like I don't understand why the priesthood was only given to white people, and they're like, well, it's because uh, 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 it was a certain time, and you know, it was it was a certain situation, and during the states and. You know, what was it like? What do they word it like? Um, basically, God waited until the right time to allow the until nineteen seventy eight is yeah. supposedly the right time. But actually, what happened was they were facing pressure from the government. They were going to get their school defunded if they didn't allow black men to get the priesthood. That was actually what it was. But yeah, they claimed just, it was revelation from God so that they could keep their money. <laughs> and still just black men. Like, can a black woman be? Nope. Like, oh, okay. Women can't at all do anything. Oh, yeah, sure. no women, no matter yeah, yeah, no matter what race, can't have the priesthood. But, but to, to go full circle, because I forgot my tangent. Oh, right. So the artwork in Mormon Church. Yeah. It'll be like of um, the, this called the Lamanites and the Nephites and it's in the Book of Mormon and those are supposed to be um, the righteous and the unrighteous, but they all look like blonde like the righteous are like blonde, but they're supposed to be from <laughs> South America or the Americas. Like <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So I remember looking at the photos just being like, and I had a friend from high school who came over and he was like my best friend and he was like, what? These these what <laughs> these paintings don't really make sense. And I was like, yeah, that's a good point. He was like, also they're all really ripped. Like all the guys are just like, oh, they're ripped. always super ripped. And, and you know what? They're never modest. They have their no. shirts off all the time. <laughs> Jesus is like it's leg day. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, Mormon Jesus is pretty hunky. I will <laughs> say that. <laughs> And they'll have like Mormon videos where they essentially reenactment. Do, but yeah, and they essentially oh. do like blackface because they'll they'll have it's white so actors it's who so are supposed to be Native American or and it's just like they put on tons of no, bronzer. Yeah, bronzer. Jesus. It's so bad. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. How did we believe that garbage? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, back so, to your story. I got yeah. No, I, I appreciate that tangent. I, I think I might read the Book of Mormon just for like shits and giggles. You like should. I like to read, so yeah, you'll read That's it. And be like, there's literally chapters that say that like this, this certain people who are righteous were white and delightsome. White and delightful, delightsome. I like white and delightful. That should be like the name <laughs> of something, like a bread. White and delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Not a brown. Speck on it, not even on the fucking crust. 
Anyway. <laughs> Boring, white, and delightful. <laughs> white delight. Oh, this is going to become a thing. We're going to make it into a thing. Uh, so, yeah, going back to my black uh, Christian upbringing. <laughs> Oh, actually, so one thing that is interesting mm-hmm. is that even though my church was predominantly black, our pastor was white. And like we had had several pastors. Oh. One of them died because they had cancer. One moved to New York. And then the last one that we had was was this like white guy, like preaching to an entire congregation of black people, which is it's that's fine. You know, sure. I don't know. But it was like kind of strange. I feel like yeah. that's the example of like read the room. Like, <laughs> like literally like white savior. And we're like, amen. That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. He, he was a lovely. Show us the way, white man. He was, yeah. He was lovely, except for the time. Again, casual racism mm-hmm. when um we went on this like tr- like Christian camp thing. And, you know, the pastor's wife was like, Lisa, you need to be doing some husband hunting because, oh, you know, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. And um, there were a lot of cute guys at this thing, but the pastor said, oh, Lisa, I think that guy over there, he'd be perfect for you. So I turned around and I looked, literally the only black guy in the entire camp. And I was mm-hmm. like, why would he be perfect for me? He was like, he probably just would have some things in common. Oh and then I felt so pressured to go up and talk to him like an idiot. And I just realized this is like, this is not for me. This uh, experience sucks. Cause it's just like a very moment of being othered to be like, Oh, you guys go together. So you're both black and you have something in common. Um, our skin color, skin color. That's like great. If, yeah. You want to know how many times someone has tried yeah. to set me up? With another ginger, absolutely zero. Oh, I you were about to say a bunch, and I was no, like, no, because it's not. We don't experience that kind of shit as white people, yeah. but you do. Because yeah, no one would be like, oh, you guys have the hair color in common, and be like, what? Like, <laughs> that's dumb. Never experienced that. The only thing I ever experienced dating was like, oh, he'd be a perfect match for you, and I would know it before I even turned my head because I'd be like. He's chubby too, isn't he? <laughs> Every time in the Mormon church, they'd be like, I have the perfect guy to set you up with. And I'd be like, can I see a photo? And of course, I don't care. Like for me, right. I don't care. But yeah. I was just like, of course, because you think that this is the only, like, I'm not allowed to, to be better than, even though to me that's all <sighs> bullshit because I'm totally. like, I love everyone and well, I don't love everyone. Um, but I'm attracted to all body types. So for me, it wasn't like, ew, I think it's great. But it was just annoying that they put me in this Exactly, box. a way to make you feel othered. Yeah. And that's yeah. really the only thing that these types of labels or setups really do is just to make us feel you belong in this box and nowhere outside yeah. of that is for you. So. And that's got to affect how you think about everything like all the time, right? After hearing so many of those comments, hearing about, what happened with your brother you probably hear things like that daily I'm sure and then it just affects how you view yourself I would imagine oh yes I I I have spent a lot of time in therapy (laughs) trying to you know work on my internalized racism and like how that has really affected me or how I feel like I really have to prove everything all the time like even on dating profiles I feel like I have to like show that 
you know, I, I, I'm from Virginia, but I lived in London and then I lived in New York and I live in Berlin and I'm really smart and I have a master's degree just to be like on the same level as uh, like so someone cool. else that's just white. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Just to kind yeah. of, but, but yeah. yeah, just yeah. to kind of somehow even the playing field with all of my accolades, mm-hmm. which is um, really exhausting, you yeah. know, just to always feel like I have to be performative in that way. Yeah. Um, but working on it, you know, always a process and a journey. Do you think a lot of it came from, I mean, obviously everyday experience is not just in within religion, but did you experience more of that feeling like the other in the religious background or was it? I think because I was in like such a, um, non-diverse like upbringing for the majority of my life like in those formative years it has absolutely affected like 85 percent of the things I do but I think just having the awareness now because before I would just be doing things and not really understanding like why do I feel all this pressure why do I feel all this guilt blah 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 but now I'm like actively trying to whenever I, I have a thought of I need to be nicer to this person in the grocery store. There was a black guy who was in front of me who was not very nice to the cashier. So then I'm like, okay, I have to be extra nice to her. So she knows that like not all black people are rude and like, like little things like that. I'm starting to say, Lisa, that is not your responsibility. You know, you do not need to own that and you know, just pay and leave. Yeah. (laughs) But like, it's like really having to coach yourself, be a parent to yourself and really kind of rebuild all of those things that I feel that like my super strict religious Christian upbringing kind of took yeah. away from me in a way. Yeah. 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 Even like, as you were saying, you don't feel comfortable showing cleavage as like a grown woman because of what religion has done to you, you know, how that's affected. I definitely have a side story about that with Lisa. So the day that I fucked up my knee, we went to the lake. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Like- the day (laughs) the infamous day but I remember we went to the bathroom no we went to the bar and I was just like oh I'm gonna and then we were leaving as well I was like I'm not gonna wear like I just had my bikini on and oh yeah and Lisa was like but I can't and she like had her shirt on I was like girl it's hot like just take it off and she's like but is it too much like I don't know and we had a whole conversation it was a whole conversation I finally took took off this, this shirt and then we were walking and I'm like, oh, like it felt so totally foreign to me. But yeah. then when they wouldn't give us our line back yeah, Sarah tried to fight them, <laughs> I immediately put my shirt back on because I was like, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I need to be covered up or else they really won't give us the line back. But I think that was a really good point that you yeah. brought up to me is that like you kind of felt like it's okay. Don't worry about the line because you felt like oh, I can't be the 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 black woman who exactly. talks about it. Whereas I didn't even, obviously that didn't cross my mind I, you know, I, I, at all. I didn't want to be like the black girl with her tits out, causing a scene, asking for like a five euro bottle of wine. So yeah. I was just like, it's fine, leave it, like, let's go. But Sarah was like, absolutely not. Like we paid for that. <laughs> That's out. my wine. <laughs> and my tits are out. Give me my wine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Literally, that is what like I was just like we no we paid for this like what what the fuck she would not let it go and until they gave it to us like but then they also were like we need to see a receipt and I was like Lisa do you have the receipt (laughs) I was like we are getting this bottle of wine which like luckily because I ordered it online I had the receipt but they weren't asking anyone else for receipts so 
wow. suspect. Uh, anyway, this story has a terrible ending oh, because yeah. we got the bottle of wine and then we're like walking and Sarah goes to hand it to me and I put it in my bag, totally missed the bag and it shatters on the <laughs> ground. And I'm like, all of that and we can't even enjoy the wine. Oh, what a day what a day and then you went home and you broke your knee so (laughs) and um showered then we met back up for dinner yeah more drinks and then I broke my knee later yeah I'm I would like to just say I'm not responsible for (laughs) although we did order a second bottle of rosé at dinner so maybe I had like much percentage five percent uh, my favorite because I was like Lisa text me when you get home and so she texted me and the next day I think I was like oh I'm glad you got home okay yeah I'm in the hospital <laughs> she said it so casually I'm like what the fuck like what, what? so I'm glad she's fine now Ish, in recovery in recovery yeah. Yeah. but no there's been like I mean obviously it's not your job at all to educate me or point me out on things but since like, there's been a few situations where I'm like, fuck, like, I obviously as a white person would never even consider those things. Mm. And then when you've told me, which I really appreciate the fact that you've been very open with me and like told me things. And like, I, I just want to make sure you feel comfortable so that you don't have to feel like yeah. oh, I'm being, I have to like up it up or I can't be myself or whatever, because yeah, I honestly do that. I honestly think the reason why Sarah and I are so close is because well, we're both awesome. Yeah, but <laughs> when we first met up, Sarah, you were like, you know, if I ever say anything, you know, racially or anything, you said, please feel free to correct me. And no one in my life has ever said that to me or just been open to getting feedback mm-hmm. about how they talked about race or any or, or anything yeah. and I was like oh my god like and then it was just like the floodgates and I felt like I could just totally be myself yeah. because Amazing. I just knew that there was someone here that would trust me or even if I did say hey like this kind of upset me I already knew that yeah. she would be receptive to that yeah so. Oh, good job, Sarah. (laughs) No, really, I could cry right now because like it was it was such an emotional moment for me. Same for me. No, I I think it's been obviously you're just amazing, but it's also like the more and more you open up and tell me things, I'm like, fuck, like I I'm learning so much, but also I respect you on a whole different level. Like it's just it's very like it's nice to to be able to know that we can both be comfortable, but also if I say something that you feel comfortable to be like, eh, maybe don't say that, or mm. this is why, or I feel like this and this, and it, there's never gonna be this awkward like where, oh well, uh, you you feel like you can't tell me, or I'm gonna be like, oh we're you know yeah, and it goes both know. ways yeah. too, like it like if I ever say anything to you, you know? God don't don't offend my whiteness, okay. <laughs> You know, I will say, I have not seen the Book of Mormon, Mm. like the show, because I felt like I don't want to be making fun of someone else's religion. So I've like intentionally not gone to see it. No, I give you full. Oh, girl. Yeah, make fun of it. Do I have full permission? Make fun of it. Oh, my God. That's like what we do on this podcast is make fun of Mormonism. Do you like, do you know what podcasts are on right now? (laughs) No, but you have to see it. It's so funny. It's really good. Yeah. Definitely look. I'll, I'll watch it then. Yes. okay so here's my question so when did you start like maybe questioning not I I know you're still trying to figure out like what it is that you believe or Mm -hmm. believe now but like when did you start questioning like 
this is not something for me. Like this, this is not for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really been a very windy road. I mean, my first year at university, I went to Liberty University, which is like, you know, super Christian, Jerry Falwell. Ugh. Um, and then after a year of that, I mean, like, it was so crazy. Like we had to like lock the door to watch sex in the city because if you were not allowed to watch that, you were not allowed to see rated R movies. And I thought that that was a little ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We literally drove two hours to to go see eight mile with Eminem in it. It was like so ridiculous. Um, but I only stayed there for a year because I just had this overwhelming sense that if I stayed there, I would leave and have such a small view of the world. Wow, that's really great that you were able to to recognize yeah. that at a young age because I mean, that's really aware, I think. <laughs> That and, to be honest, I was also dating someone long distance. Okay. There and then is. I was like, oh, I also want to be close to my boyfriend. But I want to have a bigger worldview. So they both go hand in hand. Um, but then, uh, you know, I still went right back into church and into the same church I mm. grew up in. Um, I moved to London and I was still going to church. Um, I was going to Hillsong, which is like, you know about Hillsong. No. Hillsong? Oh. I don't know. Now I feel like I need to goot. No, you just don't. What? Is it in London? Why oh am I become British Hill, then? Hillsong is like motherfucking, it's an empire. They have like locations like literally all over. The, there's one in Berlin. Wait, is it the one that's based in uh, Australia? Oh, I was like Texas. <laughs> no, Australia. Oh. And like they like just like make music as well, like praise and worship music. Now that's sounding familiar. Yeah. Hillsong. Hillsong. Yeah. So I went to the Hillsong London, but I was still, I was kind of like, I was in it, but maybe not as regular. You guys, they have a bunch here in Phoenix. Sorry. I just Googled it and there's a bunch. And I'm I'm telling you, I feel like you guys should just go like on a field trip. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I love how you literally just shivered, Katie. You're like, Um, and so then I moved to New York and I started going to Hillsong in New York, but I think a big change changing point for me was every single time I would go to church, I would freak out because I would think, what am I going to wear to church? Because it was so cool. It was so cool, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, I don't really feel like church should be this cool. No. And to the point of like, literally Hugh Jackman would like walk by like walked by me one Sunday and I was like "Hmm, okay and like what you've never told me this yeah I mean it was just like it's like the celebrity sightings for churches you know (laughs) crazy and of course they like try to get you to like go to a small group and start serving and so then it became that Sunday Mm -hmm. of like Sunday morning and then I have to serve and then I have to go to group and and it was just like this is not yeah yeah And I remember I started asking like some of my small group leaders about, you know, like, do you really feel that like hell is real? And like, do you really feel these things? And at first I felt like there was some room for me to ask Mm. questions, but then it just got to the point where it's like, well, at least you just have to have faith. And I was like, right. But I like, I have Mm. had faith for 27 years my faith is running out. And so I'm looking for someone to talk to about this. 
and it like I just totally was getting just shut down left and right and I think that's when I just kind of decided that "Mm, maybe this isn't for me so much anymore and I just slowly stopped going to church and I've been way happier yeah (laughs) you know I mean honestly it's um it's been a total like lifestyle change Mm -hmm. in a way like not yeah. feeling like guilty every yeah. time I like have sex with somebody, yeah. like just feeling like more in my womanhood and like the power that comes with that and not feeling like I am a second class citizen just because I'm a woman, just because yeah. that's what the church teaches, whether directly or indirectly. Um, yeah. I mean, and in my family, like my, my mom and my brother, they still go to church and it, I think we've just gotten to the point where they don't ask me anymore if I've gone because the answer (laughs) is fuck no. (laughs) I was just about to ask like how how did your parents or your mom and brother respond to you like not going to church anymore? I think it was it was kind of like another thing that wasn't really addressed. Like I guess my family loves just to like sleep shit underneath the rug. And my mom kind of asked me about it a couple of times and I just had to be like, listen. I know that you pray because I was I was like, you know, I really want to date someone. I really want to find a husband. She's like, well, you, know, you just need to keep praying about it. I was like, let me stop you right there. Like, <laughs> I've been praying for a husband since I'm like five. Yeah. And it's not making me feel any better by you just saying, well, just pray for it. So, like, please don't give me that advice anymore. Yeah. You can yeah. pray for me, but I will not be praying for a husband anymore. And she was yeah. like, oh, like, okay. And so we, we don't really talk about faith or religion or anything like she really? no like she will yeah. tell me oh well you know I lost something and the Lord just said to look here and then I found it and I said that's, that's really great mom I'm glad I'm glad you found it, glad you found it. there's so many memes about Mormons as well being like celestial Jesus cannot you know he doesn't have the time to answer prayers about wars and racism and sexism but he will find your keys right. like he <laughs> it's crazy when you put it like that like oh who cares about Afghanistan found my parking spot close to the target entrance like thank you great Jesus I don't think the Lord had anything to do with that let's be honest um but yeah I mean even now I think when it comes to to dating you know, I don't feel so comfortable saying like I'm atheist, right? Because I'm not. Like I still believe in God. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. Like, yeah. sure. Um, and I don't. I wouldn't even say that I'm not Christian because that feels very harsh and it feels like a fine line. And I would just say like I'm non-practicing agnostic. Christian like I kind of believe but I don't but I'd rather not talk about it but like I am like still spiritual in a lot of ways or like sometimes if I'm like have like a really good meal I'll be like oh like thank you Lord for this food because it's because it is ingrained in me but also because like it's a way of me just expressing gratitude to the universe yeah um so I mean it's, it's complicated and when I think about like dating someone who's totally atheist I'm still like ooh really not even God like a tiny bit or yeah uh but you know I don't know well that's something that we talked about on the first day we met too mm-hmm. because I was saying that when I left the church as well it took me a while to get to the point where I'm like oh actually I don't believe in anything mm. 
but I'm still not to the point where I could say like, I'm an atheist. Like Katie and I have talked about this on the show. Like, I don't know what I am. I just right. know that I don't believe in Mormonism. I don't believe in celestial Jesus or a God that is representative in Christianity. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't believe in that type of anything. So I, I just don't believe anything. But also when I first started dating outside the church, I was, it, it was nerve wracking to, to date someone that would be like, Oh, I'm, I'm atheist or I don't believe in God. Yeah. It's like, Okay. And even when I, like he and I chatted about that because he's like, is it, is it a problem that I'm atheist? And I remember in the beginning being like, no, I don't think, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it took a while. And now I'm just like, wow, it was, it was very much ingrained in me that atheism meant evil and bad. I was going to say that. I was going to ask Lisa if that was taught to you as well, because atheist was like a bad word. Exactly. Yeah. You hit it nail on the head. It was like, categorically like evil if you're an atheist how could you not believe in god yep but i mean especially coming from the south too it's like it's everyone believes in god so you are totally othered and in that way yeah definitely but i recently saw a postcard which i just framed and it said i met god she is a black woman and like that totally resonated with me that's amazing because i'm like if i am gonna believe in god like also like why would how could i ever feel comforted by a heavenly, a white heavenly father, yeah. knowing yeah. all of the racist shit that has happened in the world yeah. is like, that's not a comforting relationship. No. But if I think of God as like Maya Angelou, I'm like, oh yes, a hundred percent, you know, like, God. so <laughs> I mean, it, it really makes mm. you think in, in that way too. Shit. And that's just another example where you've said something that I'm like, like as a white person, I never thought about that because when I grew up worshiping a God, it was a white God. So right. for me, it was like, oh, like that's normal. That's that looks like my heavenly like father. Me. Could be. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, now I'm like thinking like, oh, if, if it was portrayed how he actually is, if we're going off of the Bible, right. would I have that like, oh yeah, I feel comforted or related. Like it's just because I grew up with a white Mormon. Yeah. God being like, oh, this is, this is someone who, I mean, it's relatable to everyone, right? Right. But no, because <laughs> like a white God, like that is like fear. So like yeah. going to church, doing all the things out of fear, because like some white God is going to be like, yep. nope, none yeah. for Lisa. You know, it's just weird. Yeah. Follow all his little arbitrary rules or you're going to go to hell. It's like, how is that comforting? <laughs> Ever? Like yeah. forever? Like, I just really can't even comprehend the idea of eternity number no. one and also like hell forever burning like a fire forever like no no I, uh, absolutely not no no yeah. yeah but it's like it it is that interest especially like you were saying in the south like where if you just announce that you don't if if you say I don't believe in God and I'm an atheist it's like mm-hmm. people will judge you and it's also like they even will do a <gasps> Like a gas. Oh, yeah. Grab my pearls. (laughs) Clutch my pearls. Clutch those pearls. Yeah, they do that in Utah, too. Like, I mean, I don't know if you know this, Lisa, but I've been, like, out of the church for, I would say, maybe, like, 13 years. I only had my records removed, like, what, five years ago? But it only, it took me that long, like, 13 years. So maybe, like, last year, I finally was comfortable with saying, yeah, I'm an atheist, but I still don't like say it out loud, especially like if I go visit Utah, just because of that reaction that you guys were just saying. It's like, oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but I think it's so 
so brave just to to know that for yourself and to be able to say it out loud like I feel like you should really like applaud yourself every single time you say it (laughs) I know that the road to to getting there that is not easy so you should be proud of that oh thank you but yeah yeah, the journey is like so different for everybody right yeah everyone believes different things at different times and how do you how do you feel now that you have like, you know, said, okay, I'm, I'm disassociating with a a certain type of religion. Mm -hmm. Like I am on my own journey. Do you feel happier, more relieved or because we often in in Mormonism, people will say, if you leave the church, you're doomed to be unhappy and miserable. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, that's not been the case at all. It's just a scare tactic. Yeah. I mean, really, I, I mean, how do I feel now that I'm not like independent fundamental Baptist? Yeah like fucking awesome. Um, like I, I really do think that if I had stayed in my life that I would, I would be a completely different person. And I feel really grateful for the fact that I was able to reject that and to Mm -hmm. see how my life has opened up in so many other ways, how many like great people I've dated that weren't Christian, how I've, you know, moved to a spiritually dark continent (laughs) in Europe. No, and like I'm having the the best time, you know, like, I mean, there's a lot of things I've done that, you know, I would not have done if, if I were a Christian. And I think that my life is much richer for it. I will be perfectly honest. And sometimes I wonder, like, would my life be easier, though, if I had just followed along? You yep. know, if I just like went with the status quo, I'd probably be married, but would it be a happy marriage? Yep, exactly. You know, like I'd probably have a kid, but like, would I want those kids? Yeah. Or would I want the kids that I know I would have now who would be like, fuck the patriarchy. Yeah, like, mom, exactly. we're doing this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so yes. sometimes I do like, I don't want to say I yearn, but I do wonder, like, yeah. I wish I could have like the sliding doors moment of see like what, you know, Christian Lisa's life would have been like versus this more fabulous version of Lisa's life. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I feel really grateful actually. I feel, I feel really grateful that I've been brave enough to really confront a lot of the things that I was taught and say, mm, actually, that's not for me. And to like respect the people in my family that still, you know, believe in that. <laughs> my mom was like saying, she's like, well, you know, we have to go to church. And I was like, for what? <laughs> I was like, you guys just went. And she was like, wow, Lise, you've really changed. <laughs> I, was like, I don't want to go again. Like yeah. I'll, I will go once, but yeah. like Sunday morning, that's it. But I, I refuse, I refuse to go to the church that I grew up in. Wow. Good. Yeah. But also I do just have to say as well, like I I just met you in April, so it's not like I've known you for very long, but it's amazing to see all the things that you've accomplished too. So Katie, I don't know if you know this, but like Lisa's badass in your career, like you are killing it. She's writing a book. Like she has her own, you have like a business, right? That you basically help with like marketing and. I I dabble in a lot of things. She does. So it's really, and and I feel like some of the stories that you have in in this book that you're writing are due to the experiences you've had outside of the church and who you are now and. Exactly. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Like, really I mean, so just for like context, I yeah, think. Sorry. No, 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 that's fine. Like this book proposal I'm working on, um, basically it, it's about how your, your love life doesn't start once you meet 
the one quote unquote, mm-hmm. which is yeah. something I no longer believe in. Yeah. Um, but you can have beautiful experiences, even if you, even if it's just temporary love. And yeah. so it's sort of like a journey in multiple cities of like these really great dates or these really beautiful moments that I've had with people that I care about or cared about then, but like, just like really reliving and telling those stories because that's just as much a part as, of like my love life as it yeah. will be when I meet someone that I want to have like a long-term yeah. relationship with. So. Yeah. Oh, that's I'm amazing. Excited. And yeah, you wouldn't have experienced that. If, I would not right? have because any of that. You, I'm sure it was taught you just can't have sex outside of marriage, right? Oh, like, oh my God. <laughs> so, how much time do we have? Because yeah. sex, like, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. You need to be back on episode two and we can just talk about sex the whole time. Yeah, I would be happy to talk yeah. about sex. It's my oh, favorite subject. It's mine too. So I think, I think it's our listeners too. Yeah. yeah we'll have to do another episode where we just talk about that and swap stories. And I'm sure Greg will love that. Um, <laughs> Good old Grega. Oh, Grega. Oh. <laughs> but no, no, I think it's, it's, it's amazing. And I can't wait to uh, read your book when it's when it's done. I keep mm. pushing it. I'm like, come on. You, I, but I need to be pushed. So you're yeah. doing the absolute right thing. Okay. Good. Thank you. Good. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we go, I guess? Other than definitely second episode on sex. Uh, yeah. 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 Definitely <laughs> second episode. A sex I was trying to make a pun. It didn't, didn't sex really. Sex-a-sode. There we go. <laughs> there you go. That's it's a collaboration. Yes. Uh, no, I mean, I, I feel like if anyone who's listening, this sounds so cheesy, but yeah. if you are like, you know, questioning or like trying to understand like where you are, it's okay to not know. Like, and that is like, it's okay to just be questioning and to not know and to not want to label yourself as anything. Um, because even with that, I think there still comes like a lot of like liberty and joy and confusion, but don't feel like you have to have it figured all out because I certainly don't. Well said. Well said. I love that. Yeah. I'm so excited for this episode to come out because I know some people are going to relate because we also have a lot of listeners who didn't grow up Mormon but grew up in a different Mm. type of religion. And I think that this is going to resonate real well with them. I said real well. Um, yeah. yeah, and also we're on video for people who have Patreon, so Hi. we get to see the lovely Lisa. Like, Lisa's beautiful, so yeah, stop it. <laughs> it's true, though. It um, yeah, yeah. For thank me. you so much, Lisa. It was so your fun. story is amazing. I can't, I li- really, we have to schedule part two, yeah, like, part two. soon because, yeah. Yeah, I'll call your agent. Who is just me. Uh, and she has already agreed. So we're looking forward to it. <laughs> I'll come over, you know, hobble over. We're like 10 minutes apart. Yeah. So. Which is nice. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.